Coming up on this week's Wrestling with the News. Shaquille O'Neal has discovered teleportation. Cody Rhodes is still blonde. And yes, professional wrestling does still exist in 2021. All that and more on this week's Wrestling with the News. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Wrestling with the News. I'm Joe Brandy and our top story. Whilst everyone is looking to live on the earth, many people should be looking to the moon. NXT wrestler and local caveman Cameron Grimes under his newfound wealth has discovered a new life on the moon. We have a brand new staggering statistic showing that over 65% of cavemen migrate to the moon just every year. It's not a surprise that Cameron Grimes has taken to the moon incredibly literally. With his expected launch to occur within 10 minutes time, the world wonders if he is stacking money, stacking money to the moon. Reporting live is news correspondent Carl. Can you hear me, Carl? Seems to me that the, the launch has already begun. Did you did you give me the wrong time? Yeah, uh, I I got distracted playing patty cake with Mr. Grimes. He said if he messed up, he would have paid me a million dollars. And guess what? The schmuck did. <laughs> so, did you did you do anything related to the story that we're covering? The, the stocks, the the trip to the moon. I can I can still see the the screen is working perfectly. Is is he allowed to do that? Can we dock his pay? Okay, we'll we'll just ban his Twitch account. That's fine. Anyways, I've been Big Chungus, and you've been watching Wrestling with the News. Who the f- put that on the teleprompter? Dylan! That's an old meme! Get back here! Dylan! 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 On this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing Monopoly Man X Caveman, it's Cameron Grimes! One of my thoughts on a potential North American title run, should he turn babyface, and where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast, the podcast where I pitch to you Wrestling storylines from the good, to the bad, to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and before we begin anything, I I want to make something important and clear. If this is your first time listening to this, or if you're a long-time viewer, I, I want to grow this podcast a little bit more. So I'm going to ask you, before we get into this, to share this with your friends. Share it with your friendliest friends. I, I want to get as many fictional friends into this podcast as possible. As for this week, we are talking about Cameron Grimes, who is now basically the new million dollar man. Yes, we have one. We have a new million dollar man in the WWE system, and it's a caveman. Why would I not discuss this man? It's perfect. I love this gimmick so much. It's only been about a month at the time of this recording that Cameron Grimes has transitioned into this kind of million dollar man persona with like him getting huge amounts of wealth because of like GameStop stocks and Bitcoin, which is surprisingly 
pretty damn ahead of its time for like a WWE gimmick. So uh, clap your hands for that. Oh my god. I I I generally love this gimmick to death. I've I've loved the vignettes of seeing him have like a music video with Josiah Williams of him just like driving around with a Lamborghini just shouting to the moon and burning money. <laughs> it's I I ah oh, it's so it's so carny and ridiculous and he's also basically to summarize him the million dollar man but dumber and I love it so much and the reason why I'm doing this is purely because I think there's so much potential mileage out of this gimmick more than I think a lot of people may realize because it's been a pretty long time since we've had a very sort of rich character in the world of professional wrestling, or at least a popular one or well-known. And I think there's a lot of very cool things you can do with it. So I'm, I'm going to stop gushing over Cameron Grimes for a bit, and we're going to move on to the next segment, which is, of course, if you're a long-time listener, the tagline. And for those of you who it is the first time listening to this podcast, and if so, welcome, the tagline is my, essentially, my 30-word summary of what I'm going to do with this character throughout all of my storyline pitches for this week. So, I usually do that, explain my process, think of it like a Netflix summary that you see when you're sort of like scrolling through what you want to watch. That's basically what this is. So, I'm, I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. So, without further ado... I believe I need to ask myself something. And it's very simple. I need to ask myself to cue the music, future me! Okay, so, first of all, this gimmick hasn't lasted that long at first. So, we've got to kind of take what we got at this point. So, at the core of this, we've got a very rags to riches story. We've got the cocky man who got chased around by Dexter Loomis for several months and was hurting, which is kind of just defining his theme song, as kind of just being a guy who got luckily rich to a point where he doesn't really know how to handle his money. Like we've seen skits already on NXT where he's basically trying to do the million dollar challenge, but he's failing at it except for the last bit. There's a very important piece of dialogue in there that I think we can use. And it's the phrase that he says at the end of all those skits. It's that money does buy happiness. Now, that is something that I think you can definitely exploit with his character in some good and bad ways. It kind of infers that he's kind of insecure, that he had an incredibly poor background, so him being rich is almost like a huge luxury to him. And in addition to this, we also have the information of because he is so rich, he doesn't even know what to do with his money. He's actively breaking stuff. So that's a lot of stuff we can exploit. More on that later. So, my basic tagline for Cameron Grimes this week, this week, this week, is gifted wealth from the magic of GameStop, a rich caveman uses his wealth to create opportunities that he does not deserve, proving to all that money can buy happiness. Yes, I kept the phrase in there. And somehow, it's under 30 words. <laughs> so I think, what does this tell us about Cameron Grimes? It tells us a couple things. It tells us specifically that he is a character who's rich, doesn't really know what to do with it. And to a point where it's almost an insecurity, ironically, for Cameron Grimes. A guy who we've seen throughout his entire NXT career kind of be, for lack of a better term, a coward in a lot of situations. So now, this is his one position of power that he has, and it's one that he could easily exploit, and I think is something yet to be used within his character yet. And I think there's a lot of potential to use that money into a lot of his own scenarios. But that's just me. 
if you guys have got better suggestions of how you would summarize Cameron Grimes or how you would potentially pitch it as like a television thing, please let me know at Connor the Cooper or tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. That is at Twitter at Connor the Cooper or on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. But I'm done plugging. That feels very weird. So we're going to move on to the first storyline. And I should tell you that this first storyline, Cameron Grimes is going to need a lot more than money because for him to succeed, he's going to need to fall and pray. Did that work? Was that a good joke? Okay, no, it's carrying cross. Let's be honest here. Now, I know what you're thinking already. Connor, why on earth would carrying cross face a freaking Cameron Grimes? It's he's basically, if you've listened to previous episodes when I've talked about carrying cross, he is the doomsday of NXT. He's not interested in Cameron Grimes, Mr. Monopoly caveman himself. Why, why on earth would this work? Well, it's very simple. Karrion Cross wouldn't go after Cameron Grimes for no reason. He would go after him if we screwed him out of the NXT Championship. So, this whole idea begins with a six-man elimination match. Because I loved the elimination match with Cameron Grimes before. This is kind of a cool little one. And... Just for prerequisites, I am assuming that Finn Balor retains next week on NXT. Please, Adam Cole, I love you. And I feel like if you do and you face Kyle O'Reilly, that'll be really cool. But please don't win for the sake of my booking. It is a six-man elimination match. Whoever wins gets a shot at the NXT champion. It's on an episode of NXT. And it has six competitors. You have Karrion Cross. You have Cameron Grimes. You have Santos Escobar, who was feuding with Karrion Cross at the time. You know, raise that Cruiserweight title a little bit. I feel like that needs some prestige. Adam Cole, baby. Kyle O'Reilly. And Tommaso Ciampa. Because, goddammit, Ciampa should be in the main event a bunch more. And what basically happens in this match is that... Cameron Grimes is just a, he's just a cocky little fella, isn't he? He just, he wants to bribe as many people in the match to sort of lay down for him to sort of get his shot at the NXT champion because he feels like money can buy happiness and it can also buy championships because he's been watching a lot of Million Dollar Man skits. You know, like in the previous weeks, continuity. So, what happens is basically, Karrion Cross is just... He doesn't really take it seriously. He's kind of just annoyed. But it's just enough of a distraction that everybody just wails on Karrion Cross with, like, their strike of choice. Adam Cole with a super kick. Kyle O'Reilly with a knee to the face. Tommaso Ciampa with another knee. Uh, I don't know about Santos Escobar, but I'm assuming something. And Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in because I love the cave-in. And he gets the pin on Karrion Cross. He screws him out of the NXT Championship. And then quickly after you have Cameron Grimes get eliminated by, say, I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly. Because babyface stuff. Yay! And so, we continue on from this. Cameron Grimes has not been on TV for several weeks. Because he knows if he goes to NXT, Karrion Cross is going to chase after him. So... We get several more skits at his newly purchased mansion where he's he's having all these other people just like uh, interviewers, you know, all socially distanced, visiting him at this mansion because they're asking, why on earth are you not at the NXT uh, Capital Wrestling Center? I almost forgot the name. And of course, he's just he's just giving that kind of like cocky smile. like, I don't need to go there. I have all the money in the world. <laughs> And he basically says, NXT, it pays a lot, but I've still got plenty of money to keep myself safe and afloat. 
So he just pretty much doesn't really go for a couple weeks. Until, you know, coast is clear. And he hasn't seen Karrion Cross in about, I'd say, a month. I'm going to give it that. And so, from that point, Karrion Cross has been off TV. We've had all these several skits of Cameron Grimes just kind of scared out of his mind over the fact that Karrion Cross is probably going to kill him. <laughs> and we have pretty much just several more squash matches from this point with Cameron Grimes. Just stuff to really get over the cave-in, because I think it's a brilliant finishing move. And honestly, very few people use the move. Like, it's, from what I recall, just in WWE in general, the only people who I've seen use that move is Cameron Grimes and Kofi Kingston back in, like, 2017, 2018, just before, like, a hot tag. So I think it's a very special move. It's a great move that you kind of hit out of nowhere. Protect it. Make it meaningful. It's the move that took out Karrion Cross. So we have that. He's he's basically just had a bunch of very successful matches. And he's he's getting a promo. He's cunning over how he doesn't need to worry about Cameron. He doesn't know. He doesn't need to worry about Karrion Cross anymore. Because... The coast is clear. He hasn't been seen since his loss. He's humiliated by Cameron Grimes. He can't believe that he lost to a guy who is richer than him, better looking than him, could probably have more women than him. And we, the lights go out. Because of course they do. And we, we get some footage back on some old Cameron Grimes stuff. Like his old like music video that he had with Josiah Williams, where he's burning money. And some stuff in the mansion where I'm just going to say that, you know, he was also doing that again. Because, you know, pastime stuff. He needs to do stuff whilst he's on his own. He doesn't train. He's Cameron Grimes. He's rich. He's too rich to train. <laughs> and they reverse some of the footage and some of the burning bits. Because, just because I know Karrion Cross can kind of have some, like, spooky stuff in there. Because we've seen it with the Keith Lee feud. Uh, it spells out some of the, like, burnt markings that he has from, like, burning all the money. It says, fall and pray. And just as that happens, you, you just see Cameron Grimes just, you know, you know the classic, like, cartoon thing where they just sort of, like, have, like, a big gulp before they know something bad is gonna happen? Yeah, that's Cameron Grimes. And who, who comes out other than Scarlet, the, the manager of Carrion Cross, who, of course... Presents the thing that we've all seen since his debut, the clock or the timer. Just basically saying, count down your days, <laughs> Grimes. But turns out, shock of horror, Cameron Grimes is coming in from behind to try and attack him. Not Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Carrion Cross is trying to attack Cameron Grimes from behind. Of course, Cameron Grimes gets away. He now knows that Carrion Cross is on the hunt for himself. So, it's set for next week's NXT, done by William Regal. It's going to be Cameron Grimes versus Karrion Cross. Except it isn't going to be that. Because of course it isn't. Cameron Grimes has plenty of money. He doesn't need to have a match with him. And it doesn't matter how much William Regal forces him to. Because guess what? He hires a member of the Performance Center to have the match for him. And he says he's going to pay them a million dollars to face Karrion Cross. Win or lose, I'm giving you a million dollars. And so they lose to Karrion Cross incredibly decisively. And this goes on for several weeks of just him just donating money, kind of like upping the scale more and more, you know, to really get over Karrion Cross as kind of a really awesome beating up kind of dude. I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> Where it's basically like one-on-three handicap matches. Maybe if you want to make it super extreme. Like one-on-six. <laughs> just to like emphasize Cameron Grimes' wealth. And Karrion Cross is just like utter disdain and power. Until, guess what? Cameron Grimes doesn't get more money until the next month. So we can't pay more PC guys to wrestle Karrion Cross. And so it all builds to an NXT takeover between Cameron Grimes and Karrion Cross, And 
it goes kind of how you would expect it. In my mind, it would. I don't think Cameron Grimes would win this feud because he's already got a big win over Karrion Cross. But I think you can have him put up a decent fight here. Really get over if he gets like one lucky shot of the cave-in that he could beat Karrion Cross. That's kind of how I would see it. So that's kind of the basic premise of what I would go for here. I think one, it gets over Cameron Grimes' new character pretty damn well. That he's willing to pay people off to have his matches for him. Kind of gets more cowardly stuff that we already are aware of with him. I think it puts over Karrion Cross as a guy who can beat up anyone, which is kind of his whole character. It's it's kind of weird that he's still not, like, going for the NXT title at this point, so I think it's a good way to kind of keep him busy if you want to hold off on that Finn Balor Karrion Cross feud, which, by the way, I have an idea for that. Go check out that episode. And I think it also, it gives Cameron Grimes a big win, but kind of keeps him in the same position, because... Believe it or not, I don't believe he should be an NXT champion. Don't get me wrong. I love this gimmick to death. I think the past 21 minutes that I've gone on about this, I love this gimmick. But I don't think Cameron Grimes should be a main event player. I think he's perfect for like that mid-card, upper mid-card position that can sort of get people ready for the main event. And that's kind of where I kind of see this feud being. And plus, it's just a good sort of step forward for Karrion Cross after Santos Escobar. That's kind of like a little more ridiculous by his standards, but still kind of puts him over relatively strong. It also gets over Cameron Grimes' finisher, which, as I've already discussed, I love. And that's kind of the basic process. Just kind of get people more familiar with Cameron Grimes' character. Kind of keep carrying cross strong, and yeah, that's that's the basic that's the basic thing. So we're gonna move on from this, and I can already feel the second idea being my more divisive one because I can see people either loving or hating this. So uh, to put it simply, this could go either way. Or more specifically, we need to go answer the way. Oh no, that wasn't a good segue. Uh, God damn it. It's it's hard to do this, so I'm just going to say that we all need to have ourselves a little bit of DIY. I think I got that on key. Yes! Okay, uh, we're, we're doing Johnny Gargano. Yes, the NXT North American champion. I, I can't believe I got that on key. I was just going to do like a random joke one, but that worked. <laughs> so, yes, this is my probably my most divisive one. Because in this one, I think there is potential for a Cameron Grimes face turn here. Now, that might not make any sense at first. It's the guy who you look at and has a very punchable face in Cameron Grimes. I'd argue he has a more punchable face than The Miz as like a character. Just like his laugh, his mannerisms. But I think I find it very charming and endearing. <laughs> Especially with like some of the more recent stuff that we've had. Like going back to the whole thing where he's trying to do the million dollar challenge but failing. And just saying that nobody like outsmarts Cameron Grimes. I, I I felt bad for him. <laughs> like, he just wants to get this right. Just let him have this. <laughs> and, of course, they're not going to turn it down because it's like a million dollars. Why would you? But still. And so, basically, I think you can turn this around by having Cameron Grimes over this arc that I'm planning with Johnny Gargano to actually stop giving money to the fans. As like a million dollar gimmick, as almost like a charity type of thing, almost like philanthropy. I think that's a cool thing. And also like when he's like supposedly giving it to heels, he like hands over like Cameron Grimes dollars because he's so rich he has his own money. And so how on earth does this come about? So 
as we already know, Cameron Grimes is kind of doing nothing at this point. He's kind of just introduced his new gimmick. He's just had a win over Bronson Reed. And Johnny Gargano's in this feud with Dexter Loomis? Kind of? Okay, he is in a feud with Dexter Loomis, but you know. And basically, Cameron Grimes, how did he initially get this money in the first place? GameStop stocks. And who else is an avid person who plays video games and has been featured on the Up Up Down Down YouTube channel on several occasions playing video games and was the member of NXT's representative team in their League of Legends match? That's right, Johnny Gargano. So, the way that I see this happening is that Cameron Grimes, he's planning to just sort of go back to his house, you know, to just relax, recuperate after having a long, strenuous match to go play some video games. And he's in the middle of the backstage locker room and he encounters the way Johnny Gargano, Austin Fury, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell, or Indy Wrestling. I think that's a great tagline. <laughs> and basically, the Garganos invite him to go play with him and play a bunch of video games together. So you get a bunch of like backstage skits or just televised skits of Cameron Grimes just like having no idea how to play video games properly because he isn't up to date with like the current gen. Like I imagine that he's playing like PlayStation 3 games even though there's like a PlayStation 5 and so he's just kind of baffled about everything. It's like, whoa, that you've got a PS5? <laughs> no, that isn't his accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried. And... Basically, you just have Johnny Gargano just trying to, like, coy Cameron Grimes to just, Hey, if I beat you at this game, you gotta give me a million dollars. Because he just lets Cameron Grimes win a bunch of games. Because why on earth wouldn't you? We've seen on several situations that Cameron Grimes is an incredibly gullible wrestler. He's, he's so full of himself that sometimes he loses the plot on so many situations. Like, all of his interactions with William Regal, for example, where he's like, oh yeah, I've got this all sorted. And then William Regal just gives him something, he's like, oh, what, you, oh, no, you don't. You're, you're having a match next week. So, immediately we've got Cameron Grimes, who's incredibly gullible, mixed with a guy who's incredibly manipulative. Like, if you look at last week's NXT, I know I'm going back to that a lot, but you know, trying to keep it current with the times. Johnny Gargano paid a therapist to manipulate Austin Fury. <laughs> to just so he wouldn't go back to Dexter Loomis. Why on earth would he not manipulate a Trevor Lee? I'm sorry, I, I used his independent name. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> to do this. And so, by proxy, Cameron Grimes becomes Johnny Gargano's ally. He's not a member of the way, but he's willing to help him out because he's his video game buddy. He wouldn't do such a thing. And it gets to a point where, you know, Cameron Grimes is, he's in a match for the North American Championship because, you know, accidents. But Johnny Gargano is just saying, oh, buddy, you, you shouldn't win that. We should go play video games together. You don't need to worry about this. And... Cameron Grimes is like, well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, if if I win that, I, I make more money. Yeah, but Johnny Gargano is just like, yeah, but you can make even more money by playing with me. We can we can go be on the Up Up Down Down YouTube channel, you know? Just me and you. And of course it isn't that, and it's just him manipulating him. But you know the point. And it gets to this point where Cameron Grimes, because he spent so much time with Johnny Gargano, isn't prepped enough to like be number one contender and win the match so he ends up kind of losing it and so several months you know kind of go by with this whole friendship i'm not gonna book the whole thing and it builds to a point where cameron Grimes gets another shot and he's like no i'm gonna do this i i believe in myself like i have enough money you know i've screwed up so many times like trying to have all these competitions and all these other things and you know, I really need this just to earn a little bit more money. You you understand that, right, Johnny? And so, the whole thing goes about, and Cameron Grimes wins. And he's like, I'm gonna get more money! Yeah! 
And Johnny Gargano comes in and he basically cuts this promo saying that we can, you know, I know you're challenging for now, but we can, we can still be friends. We can still be video game buddies, but you just have to follow the way. And Cameron Grimes is asking, what well, what is the way? And Johnny Gargano just simply responds with nothing. And Austin Fury attacks him from behind. And essentially, because just judging by the first entrance that he's had, he always comes out with money. So I think this is the point where you completely just beat up Cameron Grimes, like a two-on-one assault with Johnny Gargano and Austin Fury. And they just take all of his money, along with all the stuff that they've said. They cut a promo just saying they've been using Cameron Grimes for all of his wealth and riches. Like... How stupid do you think I am that we would be friends with you? You're you're an ugly caveman who got lucky with wealth. I I'm successful. I'm talented. Have you seen my beautiful wife, Candace LeRae, and this group, this family that I've developed? We don't need you. You need us. And yeah, Cameron Grimes is at his lowest point. He's lost all of his money. And we get a little development of Cameron Grimes here where, because now he's seen what it's like to be rich and what he's seen to be poor. He's had the rags to riches story and then gone back to rags. He's, he's more gracious with his money. He starts like, he starts having competitions to actually have people have his money fairly. It's like, oh yeah, look, I, I don't need it. I've, I've seen what's happened with wealth. (laughs) And... Yeah, he starts, like, giving money to fans. He starts, like, earning the respect of everyone. And in a weird way, that sort of once-punchable face and that weird laugh and saying to the moon is actually just a marker of, like, hope and happiness. (laughs) Because now this guy going to the moon isn't just about money. It's about, like, you know, showing that you could work hard. Because now he doesn't want to just randomly get his wealth back up. He wants to earn his wealth. And he's going to earn it by beating Johnny Gargano. (laughs) And, you know, I realize I'm going long here. But basically, they have their whole exchange. Cameron Grimes, you know, he kind of gets a little bit more of a serious babyface side. We get several sort of like brawls between him and Johnny Gargano. And him just trying to reclaim his money that he lost. And the money that he reclaims he gives to the fans. And we build to NXT TakeOver. Uh, you get a couple distractions from Austin Fury, I can kind of see. And some stuff with Johnny Gargano. And, you know what? I'd have Cameron Grimes win. I think it's a very, like, cool little babyface story that you've got. It's kind of a unique twist on the sort of million dollar man type character. That you have him go rich to poor. To him sort of, like, using that sort of, like, poorness in order to make other people happy. And then he eventually gets his wealth back by beating the guy that stole his money by manipulating him. I I think that's a very, like, endearing and happy story. And honestly, sends a good message that hard work pays off. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and I didn't explain it well. But that's kind of my main consensus with it. I think it also makes Johnny Gargano an even, like, bigger heel. And less of a, like, cocky heel that we kind of get from Johnny Gargano you get more of a serious side that we got with the Tommaso Ciampa feud which is something that whilst I love the way I I wish that we got more of a serious edge to them and I feel like by having them you know keep some of the carny stuff that they've got with Cameron Grimes and then just sort of like beat him up near the end and be a little bit more vicious you can really like emphasize the Johnny Gargano that was in the main event scene and if you want if Johnny Gargano loses, put him in that main event scene again. Because he's still a fantastic wrestler. There's a reason why they call him Johnny Takeover. So, yeah, that's kind of my my second main pitch. And so, we're going to go to my last one. And, you know, it kind of keeps the money feeling that we've been going with. But it harkens back to, you know, some stuff in NXT's past. Because... I'm going to tell you, originally I was going to put Leon Ruff in this spot. But I felt like there was someone else who historically has a much better history that you can play off of. And 
he's really someone who I think is a true prince of pretty. Look in my eyes. When you look at me, they are so cut. God, Jesus, I messed up one of the most simplest songs in wrestling. God damn it, it's Tyler Breeze. It's Tyler goddamn Breeze. Because I feel that he should have got so much more when he returned to NXT, okay? I feel he should have been NXT champion in his first run. I feel he should have won the North American title. But no, he got... Brought back with Breezango. Don't get me wrong, I like Breezango, but it's not the same. <laughs> okay, Tyler Breeze ran out of the way. Why on earth would I pick Tyler Breeze for this? Purely for that whole random schmoz I just did. Uh, basically, I just want to see Tyler Breeze used in a singles capacity a bit more. So, how on earth does this come about? Basically, the idea is that Brizango hasn't really been doing well, has it? Like, they held the NXT Tag Team titles for, a, I think, a decent amount of time. But they haven't really been on TV since, or at least that much. And from what I recall, Tyler Breeze doesn't really get many pins, does he? And you hear it a bunch of times that if you're not winning... You're not earning much money. So, my idea for this is kind of revolving around that Tyler Breeze really needs the money. He doesn't have much. He's just trying to save as much just to keep his house afloat, keep his dog, keep his wife, keep all of those things. And, you know, Fandango's trying to help, but he can't do as much. You know, he's doing a little bit better, but he, he can't, you know, financially help in that way. He's just trying to help himself at this point. And of course, that kind of brings a little bit of dissension between the group. And who who would only come up in a backstage segment with Tyler Breeze as he's talking about this? It's, it's Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes has learned his lesson from the money thing when you say money can buy happiness. And what he does is that he offers Tyler Breeze a deal. And he offers him this specific amount of money that would cover his expenses and cover all these things that he's been struggling with. If we're just going by NXT Universe continuity. And, however, Tyler Breeze doesn't really read the fine print of it. And it basically makes Tyler Breeze no longer a member of Breezango. Breezango breaks up. Because of this whole situation of him needing this money. And it makes him kind of tight. He makes him essentially uh, Cameron Grimes' personal assistant. Yes, we are having a sort of modern equivalent of the Million Dollar Man and Virgil. Except Virgil is Tyler Breeze. <laughs> that is kind of my idea with this. Because I feel like it's such a big contrast. To what Tyler Breeze was. Like. He was known as Prince Pretty. The model who had multiple different locations. As a gimmick. And ironically in Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Was the banker. A person who had incredible amounts of wealth. So I think it's a. A nice bit of dramatic irony. For Tyler Breeze. Who up until you know. Becoming a member of Breeze Was always constantly just sort of like a cocky heel. With his selfie stick and on constantly being like, I'm very pretty. Having to be paired with a guy who many people have considered just kind of a hillbilly who got luckily rich. <laughs> like, it's the... It's almost like the darkest timeline for Tyler Breeze. He's forced, essentially, to be kind of Cameron Grimes' personal assistant. And by proxy, he's now in a tag team with Cameron Grimes. That's right. We put Cameron Grimes and Tyler Breeze... In the tag team division. Why in the tag team division? Because, well, if you don't want Cameron Grimes to go for a singles belt. And you kind of want to keep Tyler Breeze doing something until they eventually have a match. Because spoilers, they will. It's it's kind of an interesting dynamic that you can add into the sort of tag team division. It isn't quite the same as the odd couple tag team of Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. 
because as I talk about how their matches would work, it's basically the classic kind of babyface type of thing where Tyler Breeze, he's in there. He's getting all these great moves off. But then, you know, the heel cuts him off. He's in pain. Ah, oh, I need to I need to tag in my partner. But Cameron Grimes never tags in. He he doesn't tag in. Because if he does, well, you know, Tyler Breeze isn't doing his job, you know, being Cameron Grimes' personal assistant. And ultimately, getting him more money by having more matches of winning. So Cameron Grimes constantly, throughout all of these matches, forces Tyler Breeze to keep working when he wants to tag in. So Cameron Grimes only really gets tagged in either by accident or when he wants to. Specifically, when Tyler Breeze, out of nowhere, manages to hit... Like, several moves. We're going to say they're in a tag team match with Everrise. And Everrise gets hit with a supermodel kick. Tyler Breeze, you know, sort of scuffles back. Cameron Grimes tags himself in, hits the cave-in, one, two, three. And despite how odd of a pairing they are, they they work surprisingly well together. With Cameron Grimes' strategy, they end up getting a lot more wins than Tyler Breeze ever got with Breezango. To a point where they find themselves in an NXT, ti- NXT tag title match. And it's Cameron Grimes and Tyler Breeze versus the current tag team champions of the lot at this time. Only Lorcan, Danny Burch. You know, they fought their way up pretty much under Tyler Breeze's own fruition and hard work. Whilst Cameron Grimes has effectively just been chucking money at him. And every time that Tyler Breeze kind of thinks about leaving the group, Cameron Grimes constantly reminds him of just, look, you you want you want to do that? Well, you're not going to get any money. And if you do, then guess what? I can find somebody else who really wants that money. Who wants the Grimes? <laughs> who wants the Grimes stock exchange? <laughs> and of course, Tyler Breeze, he still needs it. Like, he realizing in my own mind that I haven't really made him a very smart character at this point. He's saving money, which is a very important thing. That will be more important later. And as this happens and these whole storylines are going on, he's constantly being confronted by Fandango, just telling him, hey, what are you doing? Why are you still with this guy? Tyler Breeze kind of gives the same answer I've kind of already explained. And I've went on a huge tangent. So we're going back to the NXT title, tag team title match. And so it plays out kind of how you expect. Tyler Breeze just fighting for his life and he he struggles for a bit. And then, oddly, they get a little bit of tag team cohesion together. Tyler Breeze and Cameron Grimes all of a sudden are acting like a real team. And you get this little moment in the ring where, you know, you get a really cool combination of, like, the supermodel kick and the cave-in to a point where it's like, oh my god, they're working together. Could they actually win the tag titles? (laughs) You get a one, two, not quite a three. Uh, I'm going to say Only Lorcan kicks out out of nowhere. How on earth did this happen? This is like the only time they've ever worked together as a team. I mean, really, it speaks to the strength of Tyler Breeze to survive this whole onslaught of the tag team champions whilst Cameron Grimes sits there and just chucks money at Tyler Breeze, reminding him, this is why you're with me. Don't think about them. Think about why you're with me. And why I'm the reason that you're successful. So the match continues. And, you know, Cameron Grimes, he's getting fired up. He wants Tyler Breeze to just go for the pin. And as he does that, Cameron Grimes stops the pinfall. And Cameron Grimes, as it looks like they're about to win the tag team titles, hits the cave-in. On Tyler Breeze and only Lorcan and Danny Burch win. Because as it's revealed, only Lorcan and Danny Burch pretty much wanted more money out of Cameron, pretty much gave Cameron Grimes money to lose. And he wanted to make it look convincing. (laughs) So he uses Tyler Breeze to essentially get more money. And essentially, he 
he's done with Tyler Breeze. He fires him on the spot after using him for such a big get rich quick scheme, essentially, for Cameron Grimes after spending so much money on Tyler Breeze and how much of a dent in his pocket it was to help out Tyler Breeze in such a time of need. And so we get several bits of Tyler Breeze just trying to face Cameron Grimes. Very similar things to the Carrion Cross story. He hires people to face off against Tyler Breeze. And there's a point where it's like, Tyler Breeze needs a, a tag team partner to face a tag team that Cameron Grimes has hired. And who comes back? It's Fandango. Breezango's back. But T Breezango realizes that he is holding Tyler back. He's realized in this time apart that Tyler Breeze is way better off without him in this situation. That it's not his fight. It's it's his versus Cameron Grimes who has just, you know, been getting more and more people by his side. And we build to NXT TakeOver. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match. Tyler Breeze, Cameron Grimes. So Cameron Grimes can hire as many people as he wants to take on Tyler Breeze. And it's basically... Stacking the deck against Tyler Breeze until eventually Tyler Breeze overcomes Cameron Grimes and all of his wealth to be his own man, his own independence. And that's kind of how I would book that. I, uh, You can tell by this that I'm very biased towards Tyler Breeze. I think I talked about Tyler Breeze throughout most of it. But yeah, it's another use of the manipulation of Cameron Grimes' money, which I love. And for me, it gets over... Him being super rich, Tyler Breeze essentially like coming up from underneath, which is something you always want in a babyface, kind of builds him up a little bit more. And it kind of makes Cameron Grimes more of a despicable bad guy, which I don't think was really shown in the other ideas. Like, he's actively manipulating someone in a really bad way. And it's kind of something that's all that's incredibly shocking. And it brings back some old old school stuff which you know might bring in some new fans i don't know it's just my idea but you know what i've i've had a blast with these ideas honestly and i hope you guys did as well because really i'm hoping that these ideas go to the moon <laughs> background here uh i i nearly pooped my pants a bit because my 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 recording software glitched in the middle of recording <laughs> so i i was scared that i nearly lost a whole bunch of audio i had to re-record this whole thing so yay <laughs> thank you lords <laughs> so in in celebration and with the main section of this podcast being over we are moving on to the ending of the show, and also uh, my my very questionable segment of the show, Fantasy Fumble. And if you've never heard of Fantasy Fumble, or you've mainly just checked out some stuff like, could the Pokemon trainer work? Or could the Among Us character work? This is basically the segment where I try and book pretty much my weirdest storyline that I can think of for the wrestler of the week. And it's always kind of semi-improvised, is and isn't. And it's always ridiculous. It sometimes doesn't make sense, but that's the beauty of it. So, without further ado, Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1, Fumble. Let the dumpster fire begin! Uh, okay, uh, new music, really cool. Uh, so basically, uh, Cameron Grimes is in a feud with Leon Ruff, and they're, they're having a singles match. And as this is happening, uh, it's back and forth. Bing, bang, bing, boop, ba, 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 Leon Ruff hits a super kick, multiple super kicks to Cameron Grimes, because Leon Ruff's a smaller guy, just keep hitting him in the head. Ow, ow, ow. And when all that happens, guess what? Cameron Grimes, he's injured. He's out. He has a concussion. And he starts calling himself... Cam Grimes. And as this happens, he, he starts getting a more posher accent. He's cleaning up his beard. He's he's trimmed his hair a bit. And he's now officially a commentator for NXT. Why is he a commentator? I don't know. Head injuries. Moppy happened. 
So basically, as this is happening, we have uh, Cameron Grimes, he's there, and he's trying to make sure that he doesn't get hurt at all, but you know, it's NXT, it's wrestling, it's near the Spanish announce table, chaos always happens on commentary! So basically, he's doing a Leon Roth match, he's against, I don't know, Karrion Cross, and he's chucked into the announce table desk! He hits Cameron Grimes, and as he hits Cameron Grimes, guess what happens? Everything bad happens! He starts to slowly deform his accent back from being really posh and sophisticated, perfect for a commentator, all thrown down the drain! We get segments of him uh, in the middle of a bathroom, where he's like, trying to keep his posh accent up, but it's slowly going to, oh, hi there, going to, uh, 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 all that stuff's happening! He goes back to Cameron Grimes! And there, he finally sees Leon Ruff, and then the transformation is reverted. Cameron Grimes is back, and he unwails on Leon Ruff. He tries to get as much money as he can to injure Leon Ruff as much as he can. Cinder blocks, uh, more pieces of money, commentary desk. He tries to bash his head in as much so he can eventually get Leon Ruff to become a commentator. It builds to NXT TakeOver, where our NXT Champion not, not NXT Champion, it's Cameron Grimes versus Leon Ruff in a match! And whoever wins doesn't really get anything, but it's still a match! And it's bragging rights, victory, and eventually Cameron Grimes countering super kicks, countering shots to the head, hits the cave-in! One, two, three! It's not your time, it's my time! It's Grimes' time! And as he coughs, he realizes he has so much money. Ah! Oh, we... Oh, the, the, new, new, the new music is intense, it's shorter, because I realise I sometimes drag this out, so it's good to keep it within like three minutes. Uh, all in all, without all the weird, like, cut-ins and cut-outs, I, this might be one of my favourite episodes I've done so far. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this week, so... If you guys enjoyed it as well, share it with your friends. Share it with your friendliest friends. Tell them to enjoy their lives. Have a lovely day. And if they feel so inclined, follow me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper or follow me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. We've been getting a lot of new people recently, which is really weird. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I think this might be one of the first episodes I've had since I've hit like uh, 1K downloads. So, I, I just want to quickly say thank you, It's it still blows my mind that we're there, and I, I couldn't have made it without all of your guys' continued support, and I'm so grateful for it, and I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, I, I think I started out doing this as just kind of an escapism from, you know, the way the world was, and... Really, it's it's became one of the highlights of my week, so I I can't thank you guys enough, and thank you for continually listening to whatever this is. <laughs> so, anyways, before I get too mushy and sentimental, uh, I hope all of you guys have a lovely day, and you know what? Remember, everyone, wrestling can always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.